Welcome to So Do You Want to Talk About. This is a podcast where four northern friends from the UK talk about K-pop, Hallyu and Korean culture. A short disclaimer, these are our own opinions and thoughts. So do you want to talk about K-bands? Welcome back to the new episode! Another episode, episode two. Episode two, K-bands. And our first episode's just gone live. I know, how exciting! I can't, it, it, I don't know, it just feels like a minute ago we were talking about it, now it's live, it's out there, it's on Spotify, Apple, Deezer, all places. the platforms that we didn't know that we could yeah. be platformed on. I know. It's all official now. Should we get cracking with the second episode, everyone? Yeah. So, today, we've decided that we want to talk about K-bands, and specifically more Indian rock. So, I think we kind of, especially when we all went into k-pop and music we went in with a bit of a narrow mind really you just think of your boy groups girl groups mm. all singing dancing pretty but no there's rock there's indie like any other country like in the western world mm. duh but <laughs> i think we went in really blinded by it so today we just wanted to focus more on that kind of like guitar and band side they are still very pretty too that's true <laughs> <Definitely. Yeah. laughs> don't know why i said <laughs> I hate my Um <laughs> But yeah, I think, no, I, I agree with you, Luke. Like, I think when you think of K-pop, you think of, like, you think of your pop bands and your, you know, your dancing on the stage and, and everything. And I don't think people realise that they do have that kind of other variety as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, going into this episode, obviously we all did a lot of research and, you know, there's, there's you know, my kind of interest in music is also kind of down like the heavy metal genre is and there's there's so many heavy metal bands as well um Mm. it's just yeah it's really opened i think doors so yeah shall we uh let's get cracking let's dive in i tried to think of a pun i know i saw you (laughs) reeling as you talked the cogs were turning but i couldn't think of a pun in time (laughs) um but when all four of us were actually talking about doing this episode which we're all really excited about we were, and I think we all noticed all at the same time, we were using mm. slang words a lot. And when we say slang words, it's, you know, maknae, comeback, trainee, bias. Mm. If I said this to any of my other group of friends, they'd be wondering what the hell am I talking about? What do these words mean? But we say it like it's just, you know, <laughs> common words. So yeah. before we actually go into this and talk about our favourite K bands, um, we just wanted to do a bit of a rundown in K-pop Dictionary Corner. <laughs> I feel like we should have a little theme tune now. Da, 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 K-pop Dictionary Corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So welcome to K-pop Dictionary Corner, everyone. Okay. Let's kick us off with maknae, which I think is used very commonly because it's in every single group. So it's just essentially the youngest person of the team. And it's a specific role that's taken on i think in korean society age is quite important and so the maknae and the youngest is it's usually quite obvious i think in the groups mm. yeah they they always are they kind of sometimes are the like the the baby isn't it like the, well you say that but they're normally the one that uh the rounded ones as in they're like they've got everything like Jungkook yeah. from bts who yeah. is like he's called the golden maknae because he's absorbed everything from his youngs yeah um, and then that takes us on to leader, probably. So leader, I think it sounds quite self-explanatory, the leader of the group. So most K-pop groups, they normally have a leader. This member is, you know, they're quite responsible for keeping the, you know, the group organised, but it's also that kind of like liaison between the group and the actual entertainment agency. Um, and I kind of link this to 
like a captain of a football team like obviously they are the captain but it doesn't mean like you know the one that takes the lead in absolutely everything it just makes sure that everyone is in check so the one that kind of looks after everyone and just leads like you can see forward. rm a lot in interviews doing mm-hmm. kind of like the my children are misbehaving look where <laughs> when he gets them home people are like guys come on but they also they're the one that you know normally speak on behalf of the group at like award shows and yeah. things like that so rm and bts has done that before and then geo twice does that quite a lot so mm-hmm. it's I'm just kind of it's reasons. no hierarchical way it's just <clears throat> where everything just goes through and leads through this one person. Mine's uh, come back. So it's when an idol or singers um, release new music. So they'll say, oh, I'll have a comeback in October, come back in January, a new album, there'll be new songs, music videos, dance moves, hairstyles, new clothes. Um, Going on music shows. Music shows. My favourite bit. <laughs> uh, things like that, new photo cards. Um, basically a new promotion love a new photo card so basically when they're coming out with new music um, which we all really look forward to um, and they do promote very very hard during this time and they work very hard um, So and then that leads on to uh, trainee so it's like a baby idol so like basically they're learning the ropes, learning to dance sing you know and they do it for years and years and years um, until obviously they debut um, and they take part in promotions and then it's just basically getting popular, getting people to know who they are. Um, so basically before the debut, they are called trainees. I'm going to jump in again with my football analogy though, AM, because trainee, it's basically the same in the football industry of like training, like basically they are um, in the under 21 <laughs> and things like that. And then they it is an academy, isn't it? Yeah, so literally. It is an academy in itself. So it's, you know, if you ever think of these terms, it is very much football academy to, you know, K-pop academy. They are trained and learn the ropes because if you learn at a younger age, they also talk about muscle memory. So it's just a really big thing mm. in the K-pop industry where it's if you learn younger, you know, you're just going to get stronger. Um, so I always try and link it, especially when I speak to my parents about this, to football. Because if it's linked to football, they're going to get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... And that brings us into the final um, word for the dictionary corner, which is bias. Bias. Um, We've all got bias. Everyone's got a bias. Everyone has a bias wrecker. So bias is basically the member that you kind of like the most almost or the one that you relate to. You know, so the one that kind of catches your eye and you go, you know, I can, you kind of see yourself maybe in their personality traits um, or even it is just the one that you like. You like their personality, you know, you like their vocal style you like their dancing style or kind of in the reference of k-bands you like that instrument they play um things like that and then bias wrecker i think links into that because that's the that's the one who always catches your eye as well you know you'll never stray from your bias but your bias wrecker tries the best yeah yeah comes in and 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 tries to get you what i think would be quite interesting now is if we all just kind of say who our bias is generally because we've got I think we've collected so many groups now yeah. that we'll, well probably we have different biases, but do we have an ultimate yeah. bias? Ultimate yeah. bias? The bias. Bias wrecker. Do you have your ultimate bias and your ultimate bias wrecker? Ultimate bias. So I think maybe should we start with AM? Because I think we know who are her ultimate bias. We definitely bias do. <laughs> <laughs> One guess. My ultimate bias it is a uh, Bang Chang from Shocker. Stray Kids. <laughs> Wouldn't have seen that coming. Have seen, do you know what? You could have been blind and you wouldn't have seen that coming. 
and my uh, my oldest <laughs> bias wrecker is Wu Young from uh, a tease. And what about you, B? Your ultimate bias. My ultimate bias is of course from BTS. It's Jimin. And my bias wrecker is Hong Joon from ATs. ATs are coming in for the bias wreckers. They yeah, are. They really are. Well, I'll tell you what, they've had a really good comeback. So, oh, look, I just used a dictionary corner term. Um, I said there's a bit of a reoccurring theme here because my ultimate bias is also from BTS. Uh, the Kim Tae Young, the wonderful V. V. Whose new album is coming out soon, guys, by the way. Um, come, come back in September. Come back in September. And then my bias wrecker, very similar to AM, we are very similar in some in many ways, um, would be obviously Bang Chan. So my ultimate bias is mm-hmm. Kim Nam Joon from BTS, RM. Bit of a theme. Um, bit of a theme there. Um, he was just the original OG for years and years um, as being an army. And then I do have two bias wreckers, guys, so I'm going to change the thing here. So I've got Sugar from BTS again staying a bit loyal um but sugar has been sneaking up there and then more recently in the past year or so it's been Dajun from the rose oh my god um, <laughs> I, know, I think we all knew that one yeah so. didn't know that was coming <laughs> shocking you know what as well this is crazy because i feel like this leads into a really good segue are you talking about a segue i'm talking about a segue <laughs> should we talk about the rose i think lou should take us away talking about our first k band of the episode the rose oh isn't it funny how that happened i know it was almost like we planned that i know crazy <laughs> crazy <laughs> Um, so yeah, maybe I'll start, I'll get the ball rolling, talking about K-Bands, so I'm going to start with The Rose, um, probably the one that has been doing amazing this comeback, they've got a new um, release in September, mm-hmm. um, we've already heard two songs from them that they've got from this album called um, Back To Me, so good, <laughs> love Alive. it, and actually this week they released, uh, released You're Beautiful, uh, yeah, I saw that, I which saw that. is beautiful <laughs> to talk about it, so... I thought I'd start off with just a bit of um, factoids about the Rose, if no one listening knows about them, or you three don't know. I don't know. Tell me about the Rose. You know, you're lying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the Rose is actually an indie rock group from Seoul in South Korea and actually consists of four members. Mm -hmm. So you've got your lead singer and plays the electric guitar, which is Woo Sung. Uh, he's the main vocalist as well. I hope I'm going to say these names right, by the way, because my pronunciation is awful, so please no one come after me. I'm still learning, but luckily the Rose do have Western names as well, which I'll go into because they knew that there would be stupid people like me that can't pronounce their names correctly, so they've also got Western names. Um, and then we've also got the keyboardist and guitar, which is... Um, obviously bias wrecker. Um, we've got the drummer and sub vocalist, and sometimes Hajun is the rapper as well mm. when they do a few covers. Um, and then we've also got the bassist and sub vocalist uh, Jayung, which um, is adorable. Uh, anyway, <laughs> each member also has a Western name. Did you know this? Um, and throughout a lot of their interviews, they do call each other their Western names or their Korean names as well. So. You got Woosung, which is called Sammy, so we all know Sammy. Dujun, which is Leo. Hajun, which is Dylan. And then Jayoung's my favourite, Jeff. <laughs> I love, I love Just it. Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and then Sammy also said in an interview that the name The Rose actually comes from the message that they all chose that shows music that can coexist with the beauty of flowers and the sharpness of thorns. That is beautiful. Isn't that adorable? It's really nice. That would be a lovely name for someone. <laughs> Rose. Um, and their fandom is called Black Roses. And the meaning actually comes from the Black Rose, which symbolises eternally mine or eternal love. So it's the Black Rose's eternal mm. love for the Rose. Oh, that's nice. Um, and when I actually looked into that, I was thinking, in K-pop, are they the only ones that have like fandom names? Because I don't think I've ever come across this before in mm. the Western world. I don't know if any of you have. How um, no, you know, no, um, <laughs> how Western bands do have fan names and things mm. like that. But when I looked into it, they do. But it's just not been put onto us as much as it is in the K-pop world. And I don't actually understand the difference on why that is. But you've got Lady Gaga, who's got Little Monsters. You've got Justin Bieber, who's got Believers. Believers. Uh, Bruno Mars with Hooligans. Um, and actually, The Killers, who obviously was one of my favourite bands, apparently we were called The Victims. Wow, oh, that is which brand is brand new. I didn't know that. That. Like that. That is very apt for their name. I, mean, I didn't know that either. <laughs> I, didn't I didn't know that. That is really clever, though. Yeah, I love it. You learn something new every day. Every day is a school day. <laughs> um, but I just thought, when I looked into it more, like obviously they do have them, but we don't focus on it as much as we do in the K-pop world. And I think, again, it is that kind of... Um, almost bond that the fans and the bands have which is yeah. very different to the western side of things um, and I just thought I wanted to highlight that a bit mm. <laughs> thank you very much that yeah. was beautiful and they debuted on the 3rd of August 2017 with their first single Sorry and they actually released this under their previous company but they have their own company now um, yeah they've opened their own label haven't they? yeah. do you know what the name of their label is? I. is it WOW? Oh, close. Windfall. Windfall, yes. yes. Because Windfall. wasn't that what I... Sorry, I'm going... I was going to say, wasn't that some of them were in a band? So, they used to busk. Yes, that yes. was... Yes, yeah, they yeah, used yeah, to yeah, busk yeah. in Hyundai. <sighs> um, and that was, I believe, Dajun, Hajun and Jaehyun. Again, I'm butchering the names. I'm so sorry. Um, they used to busk um, in Seoul. And they were actually called Windfall. Ah, and that's why they've called their company this now. Um, and as of 2023, the Rose have actually really shifted into festival mode. So following their comeback album of Heal, which I absolutely love, and that's when I discovered them, um, they've actually performed a lot of overseas Lollapaloozas, like Chicago, Sweden, Brazil, Chile, Argentina. Um, but they also did Switzerland Jazz Festival. And two of us went to the British summertime uh, at Hyde Park in London and got mm. to see them live. I am very jealous. It was so we, good. We was there. It was so good. We was there. To be honest, that is how I got into the Rose. Like before that, I hadn't really heard of them. And then we looked it up when we found oh, out they were oh, coming so you to got Hyde into Park. After seeing them live. Mm. Yeah, and then oh. I've been obsessed ever since. And especially back to me because it's they so... sang that before it was released. Yeah, they and did. And everybody everyone was singing it. Yeah, they had the lyrics on the screen and everyone was singing it. It was it was so it good. Was, um, it, it was a really good set. It was, Honestly, it was the, the problem was for like however long it was, I think it was like a couple of weeks until it was released, and it was stuck in my head non-stop. I yeah. was just like please release this because I need to hear it again. I was like, I need the music video. I need it all out. I was, we, we were a bit obsessed when we left, wasn't we? Definitely. Massive fans. <laughs> the collecting black roses left, mm. right and centre. <laughs> um, and 
like we talked about before, unlike many popular Korean groups, these four actually chose each other around 2016. So based on their songwriting and musical capabilities, um, they actually used to write songs together. They went busking in Seoul like we just spoke about. Um, and then they got signed by a label after being seeing them busking on the streets. Um, and now of May 2022, the Rose, like we said, are under their self-made company, Windfall. It's like a little underdog story almost. I quite like that. Yeah. And they did say that they don't actually mind being categorised as K-pop. They also appreciate that being acknowledged as an indie rock band um, whose creative direction it comes from within. But they, mm. do, they don't actually mind coming under this K-pop category. They actually do have light sticks for their fans and things like that. So oh, they do yeah. lean into this yeah. idea of this K-pop world, but just being Indian rock. Um, and just a quick summary on their comeback coming soon. So this month, September 2023, their album Jewel will be coming out. And we've already heard a few songs, which we've already talked about um, from the album. And all four of us are hooked. Like, we are ready. Mm, we cannot we wait. I'm excited now. I'm really excited. It's going to be a good month. Oh, it's going to be a so, uh, busy month. It's a busy, busy month. month. Um, busy month. And the reason I wanted to talk about these is because I am so ready for this comeback. Like, it's almost coming back to my staple, my roots. Mm. Like, absolutely loving, you know, the killers and things like that. And then I'll pass over to B, I think, because she's got one of her favourite bands, Day Six. Yes. Yeah, so for me... Uh, way back in 2020 when I first discovered BTS the very next band that I discovered was Day6 because I wanted to find something that was like rock because that was my usual type and I absolutely love them so just as a bit of background on them they were originally a six piece but there's now four of them so there's Songjin who is the leader he's the main vocalist and guitarist there's Yonkei he's quite a popular one so you might have heard of him even if you're not necessarily a big fan of day six i was gonna say hasn't he got an album coming he out has he has in september I which i cannot yeah. wait for <laughs> very excited see i do <laughs> i do listen to you b i promise <laughs> <laughs> it's finally going in <laughs> yeah so he is anyway he's the main rapper he's the main vocalist and he's the bassist and yes he does have his his new album coming out and he just did a pre-release song recently let it be summer and it is great so i cannot wait for the album in september um and then there is Wampa. he's the main vocalist keyboardist synthesizer visual Ooh. i think a lot of people say that sungmin from stray kids looks like him so you may have you may have seen oh, him oh i need to get a picture so i i'll be the judge of that <laughs> <laughs> listen i've been am's yeah, judgment on that one everyone <laughs> And then the final member is Doan. He's the drummer, the vocalist, and the magnate of the group. Um, so yeah, so basically they debuted in 2015 under JYP Entertainment with their EP, The Day. The fandom name is My Day as well. It's all, all a lot of days here going on, guys. <laughs> all the members are heavily involved in the writing, composing, producing of the band's music, which I, th I always think is nice, and I think it really comes across in their songs. No, I know what you mean. Mm -hmm. And the most recent albums came out, the last one, The Book of Us, Nagentropy, I may be pronouncing that wrong, I'll be honest, um, was part of the Book of Us series, which they released coming through to 2021. And that is when some of the groups started enlisting in the military. So there wasn't too much promotion for that. It is a great album, though. It is my favourite album, I think, because... Because I was there when it was released, I don't know, I feel like I have some kind of connection to the album. Like, it's sentimental for me. And I love every single song on it. Um, but yeah, they started releasing uh, Enlisting in the military. And there's just been a couple coming out recently. So I'm very excited to see where they go next. 
from there, shall we go on to Exeter Heroes? I'm excited for this. I was going to say, we're all going to learn something here, Cass, so I feel like we're yeah. going to be uh, listening. I am. This is my seated. time to shine. <laughs> I am seated. I am ready. Exeter Heroes, so I, I first, oh, it, again, it comes back to TikTok. <laughs> Everything comes back to TikTok. Oh, TikTok. Honestly. I, first... if I, I would only have one band if it wasn't for TikTok. That is true. <laughs> it is very true. It was just after I got into Stray Kids as well. Um, because I think you mentioned this, Lou, in the last um, podcast about Stray Kids. They've kind of got that bit of a grungy vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what I liked when I discovered um, Xenary Heroes. Because for me, they're very pop punk. And that's kind of very reminiscent of the youth I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when, you know, when I was I was a young teen, I used to really be into bands like Blink-182, All Time Low, Mayday Parade, We The Kings. And they have a very pop-punk vibe. And I think that's kind of why I really, I really was drawn to them. Back in my day. Back in my day. That's what <laughs> I sound like, isn't it? Back in my day. So I'm just going to go on a bit of a fact finder as well. Fact finding mission, like everyone else. Um... <laughs> It all starts with that. I just want to know their names. And then you fall into that rabbit hole of, you know, I was finding so much about them that I just, in my head, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I really like these guys. And and again, I was hearing about their influences. Um, So they are actually under a sub-label of JYP called Studio J. They debuted originally on the 6th of December 2021 um, with their single, which was Happy Death Day, which is fantastic if you haven't heard it. Oh. Yeah, they are quite, they are relatively new. So did they... They debuted basically in pandemic, right? Yeah, they would have done. Yeah, they would have done. Interesting. No, so they, I kind of really liked them and, and their kind of like whole, whole vibe. I think I've mentioned this, the whole vibe. Um, so their name, you may have guessed it, is shortened um, from Extraordinary Heroes, um, which the meaning behind that for them is that anyone can be a hero, which I think is quite nice. I quite like that. I think as well, if you think about that, they debuted during the pandemic as well. Uh-huh and their whole you know yeah i I think that's quite sweet i do i do like that um i like things that have a lot of meaning to them um i'm very passionate myself so i do quite like this hence why we like k-pop i think that is true (laughs) (laughs) um again this this is a band who have a lot of involvement in the writing and composing and the producing of the music um which again like b said i really like because you can tell you can tell when they're performing you can tell when you listen to the lyrics um, that they really care and, and it's a that's, passion, that's isn't something it? I quite mm. like yeah exactly it is it's their passion um, so their newest comeback was um, back in April actually um, it was released on 26th of April and that was Deadlock the Deadlock album yeah fabulous that's the album one I know <laughs> really really good album some really really good songs on there um, is this freaking bad, bad album fantastic it's a really good song yeah it is yeah <laughs> it's freaking bad it's freaking bad I'll be honest I did see it in Chani's room <laughs> <laughs> again um, bang chan advertising for us i know that album has their first proper english song on as well called good enough um which one. is again a really good song emotional yeah emotional they have quite a few emotional ones on this album i think um yeah, i was good enough is red wine mm. emotional yeah <laughs> red wine in a dark room I was reading into um, a lot of kind of what their their songs were about on this album as well, which I think this is kind of the rabbit hole that I fell down. Um, and a lot of their songs are kind of about the, the the painful feelings caused by people that you do find quite difficult to share, you know, and, and about opening mm. up 
um which i think is is a feeling we're all you know quite familiar with um so yeah i think when i was was reading and doing a bit of research i thought you know it kind of gives a whole other meaning to, to the songs doesn't it um so the six members so again i do apologize i am not the best at pronunciation proper northerner i'm yeah and i don't want to butcher these names because i do feel horrendous for this so i do apologize um so you've got gunnell which is the leader and he also plays the drums and is a vocalist um i love a drummer i think Mm -hmm. the ability to be able to play the drums and then also to to sing as well i think is a really good talent to have it's a really difficult talent to have as well i was gonna say and keep your voice level as well yeah. like especially when you see him live he exactly. does not his voice does not wobble at all and he's on the drums like how how is that possible i know it's <laughs> it, honestly um so then you've also got a uh, young sue as well he's vocals and keyboard you've got goan who raps vocal and guitar Mm-hmm. um again another fabulously talented i mean they're also incredibly talented um so you've got Odie as well i think that's how you pronounce his pronounce his stage name his name is sungmin there's a little sungmin in there oh. like there isn't stray kids, stray kids <laughs> <laughs> um so he raps he does the vocals keyboard and he also uses the synthesizer so again very they're a really talented bunch um so you've got jung han as well he's guitarist and vocals um and then you've got the little maknae who plays the bass and the vocals um and that's uh Jun-yong. Jun-yong. and he's a little sweetheart as well i think one of them came into chinese rooms yeah that's well. the one that i watched that I the was one a... with long hair yes yeah. that, was, that was that was him that was uh Jun-yong. yeah it was the first time I'd heard him and it was on Chinese Room. I know, yeah. I, I think I, I did find a video once of, of um, Chan. It was almost like introducing Exonary Heroes through Chan. Um, and I think it was from one of his episodes of Chinese Room and I, I thought that was quite funny. Mm. That was yeah, because he was listening to Freaking Bad yeah. as well and he got... His reaction was yes, <laughs> yes, incredible. Yeah. When he heard the line of... <gasps> If yes! you seek it, Y O U, and yeah. he was like, "How have they got away with yeah. spelling out swear words?" But I obviously, know. they that haven't. Genius they say, lyric. If yeah. you seek it, Y O U. Exactly. Um, but <laughs> you could see you the can moment see him going it, like, "Yeah," and he just goes, "Yeah," <laughs> and then you see the moment it explodes in his head, and then he just looks up the lyrics and goes, "Ah, oh, how did they do this? Ah, oh, how did we not do this?" And <laughs> you can just see this moment, and I just think it's a genius line. Um, but yeah, anyway, I segued from that just because that's how I got introduced to them. <laughs> I think um, I recommend definitely listening to them. But if you do listen to any song that they do, I would highly recommend listening to their cover of Welcome to the Black Parade <gasps> by Michael McCormick. When you sent me that, oh, oh my God. That is so good. That's what piqued my interest. When Lou sent the link to that, I love that Michael McCormick song. Love it. <laughs> so I, I am a diehard Michael McCormick fan. I saw them a couple of years ago. It was brilliant. So that for me was just... But they did that song so powerfully. I was... I mean, I was interested in them anyway, but when I saw that, I was hooked because I thought, you know, to do a song like that that means so much to so many people and to do it such justice, you know, it kind of really, really signed them off in my book. And I was like, you guys are going to go far. It throws you back in nostalgia, doesn't it? Yeah. And that leads us last, but definitely not least. It's me! I've only kind of just kind of got into k bands and i've been kind of doing my research and obviously um, i really like the rose and w24 but um i was like i want to go find my band i want to go find something that i found 
and what a band I found. I found one way. <laughs> I want to do this myself. <laughs> it was, it was, I was kind of, I was looking at some videos because there was recommendations and I'd seen an article. I thought, oh, I'm going to give them a go. And they're a five member band under RBW Entertainment. Um, and they normally do ballads, but I've listened to a ballad one and they do one called Still Here. And I really, really like that. That was the first one I watched, the music video and listened to it. And I uh, I immediately thought, this is really nice. Like, it's quite calm. They've got their instruments and everything like that. And then I listened to Gravity and it's completely different. It's like, it's so versatile. It's like quite rocky. They sing in English. Um, they rap and then they use drums and... It was everything, and I was like, whoa, how can you go from, you know, doing Still Here to Gravity, um, and then going from one alternative to another, like, in Still Here, they were wearing, you know, cute pastel colours, had kind of, like, baby pink hair and things like that, and then you go from that to Gravity, and it was leather and grunge and just in a warehouse, and it was raining. <laughs> it was... Um, it was like, oh, they can do, you know, two different genres. We love genres. I, I, I was like... Is this the same band? We do. We do love but versatility. Also, they have been around for a while. Um, 2015, um, they've been around. Um, their oh, first wow. single was Butterfly and Find a Flower, um, which admittedly I haven't listened to yet because I was too... I've, I have had Gravity on repeat and Rain on Me, which that's also a bop. Uh, Rain on Me is a bop. The bop. Um, so I keep flicking between the two, but um, <laughs> they've just come out with um, a new song literally two days ago called Salty Boy, and it's from the album XOXO, Ooh. which is the new one. And I have had that on repeat. It's so different, like, so, so different. Like, you can tell, obviously, the, the guitars, the drums and everything like that. It's it's kind of like, it feels like it's got a poppy vibe, but then it goes straight back into indie. Like, like that's what it kind of, it flicks between the two. I'm going to have to give these a listen because mm. I've, I've never heard of these before um, until, obviously, you were talking about them AM. Like, I've not, so... These are definitely going to be on my list, I think. I put in the group chat, I was listening to, I think it was still here, and I said I was crying because uh, it was really emotional because it was a proper ballad. <laughs> uh, and I was like, you need to listen to these guys. That's I was like, in the group. <laughs> I, I am a crier. I am. You fell hard for them as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was you spamming the group. A week ago. <laughs> I was literally like, I only have listened to them for a full week. But then also, um, as I found those, uh, you, B mentioned that they're from a brother group. Yeah, so there's a brother group under the same company called One Us, who we are going to be seeing at K-pop Looks actually Ooh. in September. Uh, and yes. so one Ooh, of the members, knew them. yeah, so one of the members is actually oh. twin brothers with one of the members of One We. From if my research is correct, yes. <laughs> so um, oh my god, no way! So, a nice connection. That was so That's random. So, <laughs> so now I've been listening to uh, is it One Us? Yes. Yeah. So now I've been listening to them, and then I was texting these, and I was like, "Oh my god, these guys are really good." And then, and then these lot were like, "Yeah, the K-pop looks when we go." And I was like, "No way!" I was like, "I look, I really like them." <laughs> no, so no way. He's kind of I found two. Oh, I, I love found that. Two now. I found a new K-pop group, and I found like a, a K-band. So, um, yeah, if you give them a listen, I know the two of them are in the military at the moment, but they're still bringing out tracks. You know, still doing their thing, but. Um, I would listen, my number one recommendation, Gravity. Listen to Gravity. It's a bop. I'm going to make a note note of that and actually listen to it because I need to listen to these. That's my hot take. (laughs) (laughs) I like how we've all picked bands that are kind of up our alley, like our cup of tea. 
Um, but they're all really similar as well. Yeah, we definitely need to divulge into each other's. Yes, <laughs> definitely. We should like maybe do homework. Oh yeah. And be like, <laughs> come back with your favourite song. I think this leads us perfectly into our final group we'd like to talk about for the the evening, the podcast, the episode, whatever you want to call it. Final group, you say. But actually, the first live band that we saw together. K-band. That is true. Um, so obviously, we had talked about already seeing mm. Stray Kids at Lollapalooza. Um, but we actually did get to go and see W24 in Manchester on their UK tour that they did. Yeah, their Born Again tour. Yeah, so um, I actually discovered these when they announced the tour. Um, they did come up on my Instagram and I thought, oh, I'll give them a bit of a listen. And their songs were really good. They have a really good kind of like indie rock feel to them. Um, and I actually thought, oh, let's go see them. You know, they're in Manchester, it's near us. So I bought two tickets. Me and Cass were going to go. Um, and then... Yeah, this was quite funny actually. <laughs> this is quite funny. Because we obviously we had two tickets and, and we were trying to convince these two to go. Um and then I remember there was a K pop shop in Manchester that did a bit of a competition to win tickets. So I'd said, Oh, you know, let's enter. Um I never win anything. Lo and behold, I woke up from a nap, actually, funnily enough, and <laughs> Um, I'd won two tickets, which was great. So that meant that AM and B could come with us as well because we we were a little bit like, oh, it's yeah. a shame you can't come. Why don't you buy some tickets? And then I think you guys were going, and then, like I said, in the next breath, I'd won. It was um, actually really funny. We it were was, talking yeah. about and trying to sort out them actually coming because yeah, it was because, a week off, yeah. I think it was. And then you obviously guys live further away than we do. So it was it was a bit of like a, a logistical problem at the at that time. But, but then I think... it's funny how that yeah. logistical problem got solved very quickly when... With free tickets. Free tickets came involved. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, you AM took mine, for example, and, and my ticket that you'd got, Lou, and then so yeah, we all ended up going and it was it was fantastic. I mean, I'm probably speaking for us all, but it was so good. It was incredible. Yeah, good day out as well, wasn't it? Like we all bonded. Yeah. As we well, went, which was nice. Had a bit of food, did a little bit of shopping. Um and I think, yeah, they were they were really good. I think, you know, I know you'd listened to them for a while, Lou, and you had got me into them a little bit. Um, I was really interested in the fact that um, their vocalist was born in Chile, so he's fluent in Spanish, and I loved that a lot of their songs were in Spanish. That I was not expecting. No. I think we're so used to, obviously, Korean K-pop, and then they do do English songs, you know, westernised, but they actually do a lot of Spanish and Korean mixed. Yeah, which is it, wor- it works so well. It does. <laughs> it yeah, so when me and so AM first had a look at them and we put on a YouTube playlist with all of their songs, when a Spanish one came on, I was like, whoa, AM, what have you, what have you clicked on now? And I and was like, I haven't clicked on <laughs> anything. <laughs> <laughs> so we, you know, when we went to go see them, we actually got to talk to some of the people in the audience as well, but their fans are called Every, um, which I think is really adorable. So W24, their name actually means World 24 Hours, so it expresses the band's desire for their music to be heard for 24 hours around the world, um, which I really, I just really like learning about these bands' names, because you yeah. just hear the band, you don't really think about, you well, don't why think did much, you come up yeah, with Yeah, you do, name. don't do you? And we're learning, guys, we're learning in this podcast. W24 are, actually have full creative control over their music. Um, which again is probably become a bit of a pattern and it is actually quite a big pattern in K-pop. Mm. I think people seem to think that they're controlled by you know, their companies and things like that, but no, they do get to write and produce their own music, um, which is the same with W24 here. Um, 
and when we actually got to meet some of you in the audience and speak to you um a lot of you have known w24 for quite a while um and there is actually four members um so i don't know if b you want to go through the members yeah so i'll go through the members so there's jong il he is the drummer and the creator of w24 and he's actually fluent in spanish one of the members the other member being ho won he's a vocalist and he's he was actually born in chile so hence why he's fluent in spanish he was actually a really good frontman mm-hmm. as well he was yeah um, yeah and he's fluent in english as well isn't he he was so funny and interactive with the audience yeah, wasn't he he really was <laughs> Yeah, he really did. I think he, he interacted well between the members and the audience at the same time, which I thought was really well done. And then the third member is Aaron. He's the keyboardist, but actually he's currently in the military, so we didn't get to we didn't get to see Aaron while we were there. I think the others have all served, um and they they did make a few jokes about mm. this um at the at the show, which yeah. was it, that was quite it was quite nice. I'm glad he said it as well because I we we watched the video and we, there was four of them and I was like I was really confused. I was like, what's the beef? I was like, have they split up? Like, is they've been kicked what's out? And I was like, I, and then when he said, oh, he's in the military, I was like, ah, that yeah, you know, it explains it. Yeah, it was nice that like they 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 can joke around about yeah. it. They're quite good they friends. Because they've about done it, well. haven't yeah. they? Yeah. They'd all nice. been in the military, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, so all it's nice had. that they spoke about it and they acknowledged it. Mm. And then the final member is Yunsu. He is the guitarist and the maknae of the group. And my bias. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't tell. <laughs> when we watched them live, we could tell that B had found her bias of W24 in that moment. Um, but actually, one thing I think we wanted to mention as well, we thought was really sweet. When they did, they are doing their tour, um, obviously Aaron's not there to play the, the keyboard. But they didn't have a replacement for the keyboard. Yeah, they didn't have someone yeah. else come on stage. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was the nice. keyboard notes. They just didn't have it there, and it did kind of become reminiscent with me with BTS and when Sugar had his um, shoulder surgery. Yeah, and they never replaced him in the dancing or the rapping. It was still always you know his voice, or they left the gap. Yeah, no one was still in the area, and I don't know. It was just something that just kind of I um, do I I yeah I, I agree with you with I me a little that. bit. That was fine. Um, and we do have another fun fact which Cass really wants to share <laughs> <laughs> because it links to one of her favorite Western bands. <laughs> um, so yeah, upon my research on on W twenty four, is looking into them. They have cited um a band a western band as one of their inspiration i think i did mention this earlier on um so they've cited the 1975 as being kind of their role model and um, mainly with their synthesizing based music and their acoustic sound thank you george daniel um <laughs> and i just i i do the 1975 are one of my favorite western bands yeah. um i've seen them a zillion times um i really like their music um and i really like their lyrics so that that's quite nice as well that that's kind of like my two worlds colliding again mm, again um so i do like that yeah i i just wanted to mention that <laughs> um and i think it'd be quite cute for us to talk about our actual experience seeing them live as well you know because yeah. we did do a few interviews with some of the everies that were there and speaking to you and asking your stories which is kind of our theme of the podcast yeah. you know how you got into k-pop who you discovered and they should be posted on instagram by the time we've recorded this maybe yeah. mm-hmm. they should be on uh, hopefully they'll be online yeah look out for yourself <laughs> social media manager oh wait that's me <laughs> <laughs> make sure that they get posted before this comes out um and you were all you were just all amazing to talk to yeah and everyone was again it was everyone was so nice so lovely it's really like you say reminiscent of that k-pop culture where you know everyone is really nice and supportive of each other and 
Um, everyone wants to talk to each other and everyone wants to know who each other's bias are and you know everyone Which just wants I've to never nice had talk. a western yeah. show before like if I've gone to go and see a band I kind of just keep with my friends I don't really want to yeah. go off and mingle with someone and go oh how did you hear about this band yeah but like, you, you do with k-pop don't you yeah. yeah everyone there was so willing to speak as well weren't they yeah everyone willing was to really get involved. nice the people who've gone solo made friends while they were there it's all really nice I remember there was a mother and daughter, they were so cute. There was a father and son, they were so lovely. Um, there were so many people that we met, and there was Sarah as well that we met, so lovely. Like We just met so many nice people. It was Yeah, it, and it's really funny because when we were talking to people and they were saying, oh, who do they like? Um, and everyone was saying like, it was kind of the same people that we like, oh, really like a tea, stray kids. Like, it was all kind of the similar kind of people all in one place so we all mm. had something in common but yeah we had such a good time didn't we and we really enjoyed it. it was an unexpected night that was really really good another thing that stood out for me as well was the i know we've already touched on it a little bit but the audience interaction like i thought i think because it was such a small yeah. intimate gig especially ho on like he really interacted so well with the crowd and they they had such good interactions like they sang happy birthday to somebody and like somebody also recommended the super oh, shy challenge yeah and that was the so shy. nice listening to the whole oh, crowd yeah. sing that they while did the dance. super yeah. shy challenge i've got on that stage. on video have you yeah they did do that on stage didn't they and then i think we spoke about the vimto one in the last episode but also yorkshire tea we were telling them things to try um when they were here and they actually did a live didn't they am that we watched and they actually had Yorkshire tea while they were doing oh, the live. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Go Yorkshire. Although I was concerned because they had it in a water bottle and it was cold. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> they did. They did. But they did explain that it was like they were very hot. They were warm. They needed to stay hydrated. They did. Get, <laughs> they did. They do do that a lot. They do have cold teas. So I was like, I let it slide just this once. But yeah, so I think it was really different because it was such an intimate gig mm-hmm. compared to what we're all used to. Like yeah. we were hundred percent. I mean, like mm. what, ten people away from the stage. Yeah. So you really didn't have to, you know, get super close to see them. We could enjoy ourselves at the back. And in comparison, I think to the lot of um, live shows that we've been to, um, it was incredibly different. Like eighties. Yeah. And soul. We've been very fortunate to go see eighties and soul. Very lucky. Um, no. <laughs> And that was, like you said, that was obviously, it was it was in a stadium. It was a bit of a different kind of atmosphere. Um, I mean, they were still phenomenal. They put on such a show. They are incredible artists. I incredible. Mean, well, we didn't know a lot about them before we went. Yeah, was, that is true. I mean, we mentioned yeah. this in the last one where we just wanted to see a K-pop artist. Yeah. When we were in Seoul. 80s were there. Let's go see them. And... I now love them. We're getting bias wrecked. So we are so in. um, And they put on an amazing show. Fireworks, like stage lights, the whole themes and everything. And also the light sticks. Yeah. I've not been able to experience this properly yet. Yeah. But I did at 80s. Oh, I love love that. I loved how it changed. The light sticks all changed. Like colours. And then they had the ship, the pirate ship. Yeah, that was... So the pirate ship went through all of the lights and made its way around the stadium, which was amazing. I loved as well that you could just tell that every single member gave a thousand percent for three I hours. Think they always three hours for, the, for yeah, the fans for the for the eighteenies for three hours dancing and yeah. like three hours. They were. I was tired watching. Oh, they My were back just hurt. fantastic. They really were. Like I, I would. I, I'm so jealous of you guys because obviously you saw eighties um, at K-pop. Look, it was honestly. I cried. 
I am crying. I cried because <laughs> you got to see Bouncy it live. That Ivy was on before they were on, and I am a girl grouper. And Ivy, I cried at Ivy, and then and then a tease came on after, and I just was still bawling, and I was like. The tears were dry. Yeah. Um, I just looked at but me and I was like, were you are you crying? seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah, and, and like you said as well, even though it was a completely different experience because it was a stadium, so it wasn't so like intimate, the crowd interaction still was incredible. Like They did like mini games and things like this, but... Honestly, that it was as if it was as if there were just ten of us in the yeah. room, even though there were actually like tens of thousands of us there. They somehow I don't know how they do it in K-pop, but I think that they're really good at that aspect. Yeah. Um. If you want to do a bit of research mm-hmm. yeah. uh, for anybody that wants to see our uh, K-pop looks experience, if you just type in a tease break the wall um at the stadium in Madrid, uh, you can hear everybody. Uh, outside and everyone's just shouting break the wall <laughs> um, that song is incredible and stunning uh, it felt like the stadium was shaking uh, that's how I could uh, describe <laughs> it but they were really good we're definitely going to do another episode on K-pop looks as well I mm, think um, definitely after the London show I sadly will not be able to join in but I will interview you guys oh, and really? I will ask you look forward to it yeah. your nice favourite we're with us in spirit are we wrapping it up for today for recommendations of from K bands? Any songs, people? Yeah. AM, do you want to? I'll, I'll, because we're at C24 and I feel like it's only right, Love Me by W24. Incredible. It's a bop. And when I say it's a bop, it is a bop. Good shot. Yeah, it is good, to be fair. It I agree. Bop, yeah. Good what shot. about you, B? That is good. Yeah. Yeah. For me, so I'm obviously going to go with the Day 6 song. Obviously. From their album, The Book of Us, Negentropy, which I'm saying again, even though I don't know how to pronounce. <laughs> I'm going to go for Healer. I think this song is like, it's a really emotional song, but it's so good. It fits so well into the album. So I would recommend listening to the whole album, but my personal favourite, Healer. Cass, how about you? So mine's obviously going to be a <laughs> X No Hero song. It's... <laughs> gonna be freaking bad from their deadlock album because that song gets me so hype i love it i just every time i listen to it i'm going (laughs) um i yeah i think it's fantastic i mean the whole album is brilliant it's full of so many good songs but no that one really gets me i'm also gonna do another cheeky little recommend oh a double Um, recommend recommend (laughs) just because um jiho from twice has released her new album so good yes we love her Killing Me Good is such a good song. Um, and then Closer as well, I think it's called, is also another great song. So I just really want to pop those two in there. Thank you. Gio is always killing it. Um, she is. She's my bias. Bite <laughs> no. You've got an ultimate bias, a bias, a bias wrecker. A bias. She's my bias wrecker. I love her. <laughs> Sneaky bias, shadow bias. <laughs> I was like, well, if Cassie's doing a double recommendation, I want to do a double recommendation. <laughs> I was like, it was a toy between that and Social Path. Uh, Stray Kids' new song, uh, Go Stream. Everybody, go watch the video. Oh, everybody, because it is oh it's God, a bop. It's a bop. It's a bop. That is amazing. Like I've listened to that so many times. It is like a like a Japanese action anime theme tune. Yeah. Like it is. And of course, the Lisa so as well. So Stunning. Like the anime queen oh, Lisa. No. Her voice. Anime queen. <laughs> <laughs> Her voice is insane. My recommendation for this mm-hmm. week is obviously the rose but i'm gonna go back in time guys i think everyone should listen to the heel album because the album is absolutely beautiful but in particular seesaw 
So I feel like oh, everyone that. obviously focuses no, me either, on actually. a lot of rubber ones like childhood. Um, but Seesaw is amazing. The lyrics in it are, they're basically based around, I think it was Jim, um, his experience in the military and basically mm. kind of like seclusions and social anxiety and things like that. And it's really, really beautiful, melancholic kind of sound. Um, and the whole album as a whole, I think is an amazing comeback for them all, especially everything they went through and then the military and then obviously doing their own label. So Heel album, The Rose, give it a listen. Bias the rose, but don't take the June. <laughs> bias the rose. <laughs> My old bias is the rose. Um, but honestly, and their next comeback is going to be absolutely amazing, and I cannot wait. We're in September when this comes out, probably. Yeah, so we'll be we won't September. be waiting long. No, we so many good releases coming up in September. I'm so excited. Young K. That poor magical k-pop credit card i know <laughs> yeah better get saving guys it's gonna be an expensive month again i just want to point out please don't take financial advice from us <laughs> but that poor that poor k-pop credit card disclaimer please do yeah, not take, take financial, financial advice, advice from, from this podcast us. we are also <laughs> yeah we are adults who don't know how to control themselves <laughs> Right, well, I think that's the end of this second episode, guys. I've actually really enjoyed this one. Yeah, this one's been fun. I've enjoyed laughing with you guys, but then I've also enjoyed learning about the bands. About the bands. Learned so much. But mainly having a good time with you guys. And we'd really like to hear from anyone if they're listening. Uh, Let us know your favourite K-bands, and if you do know any other, you know, maybe some deeper rock, some indie, we'd really love to listen to it. Yeah, we'd love them recommendations. Yeah, so definitely do let us know. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then I'm thinking future podcasts that we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking about you know other things like yeah. food, K dramas, food, K dramas. I can't wait for us to do an episode on K dramas. I have so much to say about K dramas. Oh, we could. I mean, we could do a whole other podcast. Yeah, on K dramas. We could be here for a while. Um, but we'd obviously love to hear everyone's favorite K dramas and stuff. Like yeah. That. And food as well. And um, we'd like to start doing recommendations as well for food because we love to go for Korean food quite a lot. Um, So we'd also love to take your guys' recommendations if you know anywhere um, in the UK which does great Korean food because we will travel. (laughs) We will spend money. I mean, yeah, have you not heard of our magical K-pop credit card? Have you not heard of that magical K-pop credit card? (laughs) That's a wrap, guys. So do you want to end this podcast? So do you want to see us next week? Yeah. (laughs)